Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks goes out to Ace Andrews. He'll be engineering the show today. Have you joined the I Work For Him Nation yet? I know many of you out there are contemplating from around the country. You're going, yeah, but Jim, it's kind of a serious commitment. Absolutely. We're looking for Christ followers to step up and step out in their faith in the workplace, to make the commitment to start praying for those that they work alongside every day. We're looking for Christ followers around the country that are looking for ways to serve those that they work with, to look for ways to befriend them. Because when you befriend people outside of the workplace, you've got an opportunity to be real with them, to show them how Christ has made a difference in your life. We're also asking Christ followers to be aware of what's going on in their workplace. Members of the I Work For Him Nation are looking for ways to pray with people. When their countenance is down, when you notice that they're just having a bad day, I Work For Him Nation members are being aware, just paying attention. Because when you ask somebody, hey, what's going on in your life? You look a little down today. First time they'll say, I'm fine, which means freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. And then the second time, no, really, what's going on? They'll tell you. And then when you ask them, hey, would it be all right if we pray about that right now? I've never, ever, ever, ever had anybody say no. Because people, when they're down and out, all of a sudden they think there might be something. I hope there's something bigger and better than what I've got going on here because life seems hopeless. But when they meet Jesus, he brings all the hope. Jesus is the answer to every question that they're asking. Go out to iWorkForHim.com. Oh, there's one more final point to that one. Members of the I Work For Him Nation, They're the best, the brightest people of excellence in your position, in your workplace. Everybody looks to you for the standard that's set forth by the Christ follower in your position. That's what it means to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and join tonight. Start making an impact in your workplace tomorrow. Romans 12.2 talks about that paradigm shift in our minds. It really takes a paradigm shift. No Christ follower is just going to naturally do this, especially if you've been raised in church, because you didn't hear that this is what's supposed to happen. But each one of us, our workplace is our mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus your co-workers and employees may ever meet. And Romans 12, 2 reminds us of this. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, Paul writes to the Romans going on there in the rest of chapter 12, verses 4 to 6, he says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though we are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. That's 
the body of Christ. We all have, who's the corpuscles out there in the body of Christ? We talk about arms and legs and eyes and ears and, you know, a mouth, but what about the corpuscles? Anybody ever talk about the corpuscles? I don't even know sure what a corpuscle is, but whatever it is, I know it's a key function to my body moving. Who are those within the body of Christ? And, and how do you know? Well, today we're going to help you out. I'm guessing this is probably part one of a part two conversation with Tom and Pam Wolf from Identity and Destiny. We're talking about the DISC method. How do you understand your personality? How do you know how God created you so you can understand yourself? You can start to understand those you interact with. Tom and Pam just really felt like this is something we need to understand. And honestly, I'm amazed at how few people really know about themselves, how to describe their personality. And if you're married, about their spouses. And if you have kids, about your kids. This is important because we have to adjust our conversations based on the personalities of the people that we meet. Tom and Pam Wolf, welcome back. Tie hey. work for him. Good Thanks, to see you. Jim. Good to be here. All right, so let's just dig in. Now, I changed up the question because Tom didn't like my question. And he didn't want me to ask the question, how's Christ making a difference in your life today? So I changed the question, and Pam, will start with you. What has the Lord, this is like one of these Jeopardy questions, what has the Lord revealed to you recently about yourself? He has been revealing to me over and over again the sovereignty of my story. Because when we look at purpose, one of the core messages is there is purpose in your pain. Mm. Mm? That's right. And um, it is those painful parts where a lot of refining happens. It's where um, I think the story gets built that God can use. And so if we, if we really, uh, every client that I work with, um, coaches, entrepreneurs, individuals, once we're doing life purpose discovery, their story that has sovereignly sifted through the fingers of God, good, bad, beautiful, ugly, all of it has sovereignly sifted through his hands. He weaves it together for good, and he plans to use it if we will allow him. That's so, so true. Yeah, and so he just keeps showing me that my story is who I am, and it's why he brings certain people to me to coach, to serve, and to work with. Do you ever get astounded at, at the line of people that God brings in you that need exact need to hear exactly what you have to tell them? Exactly. But do you ever get astounded by that? Um, it, yeah, it amazes me and how he does it. I was on the phone with a woman this morning who has joined uh, one of our mastermind groups, and um, I worked with her four years ago. The timing wasn't right, but I was there in the beginning of her journey that is now the story that God wants to really use, and she's come back and said, it's time for us to work together. It's just amazing. Tom, you're off the hook. When we come back, Thank Tom goodness. gets asked that question. <laughs> We're talking today with Tom and Pam Wolf from Identity and Destiny. You can find out lots about their ministry, identityanddestiny.com, identityanddestiny.com. Listen, people, you out there driving in your cars, maybe you're listening on iHeartRadio, iTunes, letstalkfaith.com, whoever you are, this is a eight-week study that you must go through. Absolutely the most critical study I've ever gone through in my entire life. You need to do it. Just If you're listening to my show, you trust me. Go to identityanddestiny.com. Purchase it now. This is the, the next eight weeks of your life will transform. Will be transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit by going through this study. Identityanddestiny.com. And, and I just want, if you're listening today... This is something you've got. You've got to get this workbook. You have to do it. And if you're married, husbands and wives got to do it together. Make the most fantastic devotion study to do together. 
Unbelievable. Go to identityanddestiny.com, identityanddestiny.com. If I could scream from the top of a mountaintop, I tell you, you got to go, you got to get this book, identityanddestiny.com. Tom, the question to Pam was, what's God revealed to you recently about yourself that you maybe didn't know or you're just learning? Well, I would think that he's revealing to me the fact that in this high-touch world, or high-tech world, we need more high-touch. How's that? That's good. For a D, that's really tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too right. many T's there for the D. Uh, yeah, that's, but it is, it is so true. Jesus was high-touch. Nothing high-tech about Jesus and his ministry. He took 12 guys, invested in his life in those 12 guys and the ladies that were surrounding him, and those 11 who was left, they changed the world. And it was all from his touch. And, and it is so easy to, to get twisted on that because sometimes we think that the tech is going to change everything, but it still is the touch because Jesus is still in the individual touching business. And that's really what identity and destiny is all about. God created us as individuals. There's seven and a half billion people or something like that across the globe. Each one of his experiences got differently because we've been designed differently. We all have our own unique DNA and, and our, our own unique calling. So Tom... We're talking today about the DISC personality profile, and it's how you've incorporated it into the Identity and Destiny workbook. Why did you choose the DISC versus the Myers-Briggs or that one that describes everybody as animals? I can't think of what that one is. But why the DISC? Well, uh, in the beginning, we felt like we needed to take an inventory of how God has wired us, how he's created us to think what our core values are, what are all these basic things that he allowed to develop or even gave to us from birth. And that's what the first uh, phase or first third of the program is about, is taking an inventory. So we chose the disc because it's fast, it's easy, it's uh, very understandable, easy to interpret, and it's a useful tool because uh, the disc not only tells you about yourself, but when you learn the basics of it, you can see other people and identify what their various styles are. And that gives you an ability to adapt. That helps in relationships. That helps in management. That helps in sales, in just basic communication with other people. So it's a very useful tool way beyond Myers-Briggs, which just tells you about your internals and what you're thinking uh, it's tough to take that and apply that to other people and adapt. Very so. few people have to guess what you and I are thinking. Uh, do we think? <laughs> <laughs> not well, really we, deeply, we speak huh? first. <laughs> no, no, you say that. That's the second time you said it. That is not true. I know you're a deep thinker. It's just that we're, you know, you just don't let people get into that soft, cushy spot That's very right. often. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so, I mean, I, I mean, because God's worked amazingly in your life, hasn't he? Yes. So in order to do that, he had to get to the soft, squishy spots inside, past the hard, crusty outcore. Well, there, there is one soft, squishy spot inside there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pam, does he have more than one? Oh, yeah. Okay, does. good. Okay. All right. So how does Identity and Destiny, which people can find out more about that online at identityanddestiny.com, how can they, how do you, let me ask the question better than I was going to ask it. You use the disc within Identity and Destiny to help people figure out their personality to help them understand a little bit about, more about their self and how it relates to others and how, how it relates to God. Why did you build that into Identity and Destiny? Why did you think that was so critical? Well, it started out when I'd take on a coaching client, I had like this 30-page questionnaire 
that we would go through and uh, answer them all kinds of questions about their their values and their thinking and beliefs and areas of strength and weakness. And I had them do a disc. And when I'd sit down with these executives or business people and I would go through the information that I gathered, I constantly got this response of, Oh my goodness, to see all this in one spot, I really now understand myself so much more. I understand why I like this, why I hate this, why I can't get along with this person over here, why I really enjoy this person over here. And then they'd start to relate it to their spouse and they'd be like, well, now I understand why it drives me up a wall when it takes my wife 10 minutes to order something off a menu and I can look at it in two seconds and have an answer. And they realize that's just the way you're wired. And I think that it's important for people to understand how God wired them, because that applies to where they go in their life. So, Pam, a question for you is, when you guys got married, were you already familiar with the DISC profile? Um, very interesting. <laughs> Tom is the one that introduced me. Oh, he did? I, yes. Was this during your dating years? Actually, yes. Okay. It was on our second date. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I'm See, not, hey, I, here's a great topic. Yeah. Let's still do the disc test together. I am not making this up. Ace, we, were, we are not making recommendations for your dating life. <laughs> Actually, it's not a bad idea. It is not a bad idea. But, but second but I date, think though? he could have introduced it a little differently than he did. We went to this restaurant that was... Um, rather romantic and I thought this was kind of one of those romantic date nights and all that and we sit down and he pulls out a file folder and opens this up and gives it to me and it's a test and I'm like what (laughs) so he began to explain it to me and I was like so if I don't pass the test do we get another date or not you know and he began to explain that it's not a test that's right or wrong Mm, that's for sure it is a inventory that was going to show him and going to show me our differences, our similarities, um, so that we could begin to understand those things and respect those things and adapt in a way where our communication could be so much better as a result. Um, The gentleman, he was actually in some training this number of years ago, obviously. Um, And the gentleman who was his um, teacher in the area of DISC analyzed our two profiles side by side and then brought us in to to share it with us so that we could learn from it. And his first question as he looked across the table at the two of us is he said, here's the one thing the two of you are going to have to decide. Who's going to be in charge? Wow. You know I lost that battle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because we're, I'm, I'm, my dominant characteristic is an I, which is outgoing influencer. Right. Tom's is a D. But I have a lot of D in me as well. And, and I can adapt my D up, and I can go head-to-head with most Ds. And so when that happens, if you're not aware of that and you don't know how to modify your behavior to get along with another person who's as strong a personality as you, that can end up to in a lot of conflict. So understanding this in your dating life, it made a difference in your marriage, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So as I, you chose to put this really towards the very front of identity and destiny so people can understand themselves, but it really, I mean, it's so amazing when you start to look at this through the perspective of God created me to be that person. Right. And this is a way to explain it, and this is how I interact with other people. So I, I, I asked you that question. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you the question about your marriage, but I, I think it's hilarious they did it on the second date. <laughs> so for those listening... 
Probably third date, but you can find it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can find the test right inside Identity and Destiny, your workbook. Just get that online at identityanddestiny.com. And no, I'm not I'm not getting paid for sales. I This is an incredible study. You need to do it. Study. They told me not to use the word study. Workbook. Step-by-step guide to finding out who did God create you to be. It's an amazing Bible study. It's unbelievable. So what are the? we've got about a minute before break. What are the four different personality types? And give a short explanation for each one. Okay. Well, it's D-I-S-C. That's where it comes from. So the first one is uh, demanding. Then the I is influencing. And the S is steadiness. And the C is compliance. And D, demanding. They're very authoritative. Take control. Get the job done. Influencing. Uh, I want to be liked. I want to get along with people. I love people. And I just want to be around people. Uh, the S is steadiness. Very security. And they're the salt of the earth. They're probably 40% of the population. And the C is compliance. Follow the rules. Tell me the rule book. Show me the rule book. Tell me the system. I'll follow it. So Yeah, I don't have any C in me. Nah. None. You want your CPA and attorney to be high C. Yes, yeah. you do. And, and your, your surgeon. And your surgeon. <laughs> and your you surgeon. don't want your surgeon to be a high I. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, no, you don't. All right, we're talking today with Tom and Pam Wolf with Identity and Destiny. You can find them online at identityanddestiny.com. We're talking about understanding your personality profile using DISC within the Identity and Destiny workbook study that, listen, we need to understand how did God create us. The DISC method is one of those ways to just help you understand how did God wire you? Why do you react the way you react? How? Why do you interact the way you interact? Tom talked before. We've got, go through those four categories again, Tom. We have D, dominant, I, influencing, S, steady, and C, compliant. Okay, so let's break it out and help people understand these a little bit. So which ones are the active types versus the passive types? Pam, you want to answer that one or should I? You go ahead. Oh, okay. come on, Pam. The Jump active, out on. The active are the action hero, the D. He's out there making things happen. And the uh, I, which sometimes we call the comedian, is uh, the person who's out there with people. They're active. They're uh, what you might call an extrovert. And well, but a lot of comedians have um, image issues. Like they, they, they have self-image issues, or they, they really want it. They want to be loved by people. Is that why they're mostly I? Nah, I think that's belief systems more than anything else. The, this is more of a, uh, a behavioral profile, the way they act. I mean, you could be a C or an S and be an introvert and be a comedian. But, you know, most comedians are out there. They like to be liked, but they want to entertain more than anything. Absolutely. Okay, so, so the active types. he married me for the entertainment value. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, so active, the active ones are uh, D, the dominating the and I the inspiring the influencing the inducing impressing interactive person right all right so that's not me I'm a D all right so what about the passive that would be the C and the S so explain that uh, the S is uh, often called the uh, faithful sidekick that is the person who is uh, in fact steady is yep. steadiness all about steadiness um, it is someone if you're thinking in, in the workplace that would be someone who takes a task and in a very steady, methodical way, is going to take it from start to finish. They're probably not, um, they don't prefer the multitasking. They prefer to take a task to completion, finish it, then start the next one. Um, a person with a very low S, like me, I've got about 10% S on a scale of 1 to 100, 
And um, that means I can comfortably multitask. I can be doing it now. I'm not sure I do it as effectively as an S would do. And that's why when we hire assistants, Tom and I both are low S's. We hire people that are high C, high S's, high compliance, high steadiness. So they bring to the table what we don't have. That's so important. And, and a lot of managers make that mistake. They tend to hire people like themselves. Oh, oh big yeah. mistake. <laughs> big mistake. You have to like. hire to complement your skill sets. Now, Jim, this is important for everybody to hear. Unfortunately, nature does the same thing with husbands and wives. In other words, you're attracted to your opposite. And those things that you find cute and interesting and different when you're dating are the things that turn out to be antagonizing after the infatuation stage wears away. I can't believe there's anything about your bride that you'd find irritating annoying. or annoying or <laughs> what is it she's different but <laughs> <laughs> good answer Woo good recovery there but, but here's what happens is if you really take this to heart and understand that this is how god has wired the person you're married to it gives you an ability to respect and appreciate that right and when god says the two shall become one he knew what he was doing when he brought opposites together because why should the two become one if we duplicate it right. each yeah. other? One of them is needed. We, 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 That's com- right. we complete each other. And so he, yeah. he's got this whole thing figured out. Yeah, it is um, It is so true, though, how God... Well, first of all, you put a man and a woman in the same room, and if they're both alike, they're still very different. Yes. <laughs> Even if their personality yeah. profiles yeah. read the same. Right. But just because God wired women so differently than men. But but I love the fact that you're, you're right, Tom. Opposites attract... And what's what's funny is you found that when when uh, that uh, what was the website that was we 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 uh, monitor twenty eight personality compatible compatibility rates oh, it was e harmony e harmony and um, and they actually matched up people that were similar they matched up people that were similar mm. I, I'm telling you they did they matched mm. up, but God in His infinite wisdom I still think threw a wrench in there but I would if you look at Martha and I I mean I am high D she is high C. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But a high C was great. Mm-hmm. I love high C. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is the I and the S are the people oriented. The C and the D are task. Like if they have to make a choice, like a D has to make a choice about, am I going to get this job done or am I going to worry about whether people's feelings get hurt? He's going to get the job done. <laughs> yes. Where Bulldozer. I'm going yes. to say... Let's let's consider everybody's feelings. How's everybody going to be impacted? What's going to happen? Blah blah blah. And by the way, we get the job done. So it doesn't. It, it's not that we don't get the job done. It's that I'm putting people before the task and in, in what I consider. He's just the opposite. And so, see, there's the compliment. We yeah. we compliment each other. So I mellow out a little bit. She toughens up a little bit. We meet in the middle, and we're successful. Right. Well, and God and his infinite wisdom, and you're helping people understand these things about themselves within identity and destiny because it's so important that they understand. Here are they task-oriented or people-oriented. Right. And, Pastors. and here's, here's what a lot of people, um, when they're doing the DISC, they'll read the characteristics of the four categories, and they'll find that they are, let's say, a C. And they're like, I don't want to be a C. I want to be an I. I want to be. <laughs> and so what we do through the process of all the things that are outlined in the workbook is we help people to embrace that, to love themselves, and to really appreciate how God has wired them. Because it takes all of us, 
wired just the way we're wired to do what God has for us. Just what you said at the beginning. We're all the body of Christ. He fit us all together. And he has those who lead and those who follow. He has those who follow the system and those who create the system. But when we all get together and we complement each other with our abilities and skills, we can accomplish it all. It's so important that we recognize that God did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the personality type that he gave us matches up with the calling on our lives and the assignments that he's got for us. And so until we can embrace who we are, mm-hmm. and a lot of people really struggle with it. They're like, I don't like who I am. Well, and self-awareness is the first step. But yeah. then if you've ever been in a situation where you were operating outside of how God's wired you, that's when you feel like a square peg in a round hole. Been there. You're like, this yeah. does not fit. I don't exactly. understand why. But the more you understand about yourself and these kinds of profiling instruments, the quicker you can figure out why you don't feel like you fit. I would have a different college degree if I'd have taken this test. Yes. I, I have a computer science. I have a computer yeah. programming degree. I have an accounting degree. Graduating <laughs> from high school should be doing this. Every Christ follower in America should be doing identity and destiny. All right, we're talking about Tom and Pam Wolf. We're talking about personality profiles, and we've talked about the fact that you know the D and the I of DISC are are active. They're task oriented people, and the C and the S people are are more uh, people oriented. Sorry, I said that wrong. D and C people are task oriented. I and S are people oriented. The active people that are just out in people's faces are the D and I, and the passive, more reserved people are C and S's. But let's talk about in a social setting. Let's talk about you're walking into a networking meeting. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, And as networking is the only way to get business done in Tampa. How do you, how would the D respond in a big network? Let's just say you're walking in a room, four people, one D, one I, one S, one C. They're walking in a room full of people they don't know. Uh, the D would walk in, kind of look around, say, okay, who looks interesting? Who looks important? They'd walk up, stick their hand out. Hi, I'm Tom. How are you? What do you do? Right to the bottom line type of situation. The eye walks in, looks around, hmm, what kind of food do they have here? Well, let's see. Where are most of the people hanging out? Let's go talk to that group over over there. They're the ones with the lampshades on at the parties. So the networking event's been going on for some time already. They've been networking the whole day, so this is just more fun. The S uh, might be hanging in a corner somewhere, kind of on the outskirts, you know. Uh, is afraid to necessarily walk up to somebody right away. And the C is looking at their iPhone, reading <laughs> the news, okay? So uh, that's kind of how it would break down at a networking event. I like that. That was good. That was fun. All right, so let's talk about some of these general characteristics of these four different personality types. I, I picked up, I-, I found a great big article online that explained DISC to like the exponential function of it. And here's what I just want to bring up. In Identity and Destiny, in the, in the workbook, this is one of the pieces that you use to help people understand how God created them. But you really have 27 or 28 different analysis Profiles, tests, profiles, yeah. yeah, questionnaires. Yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. people to help understand. It's just one mm-hmm. of the pieces. One. But, yeah. it's, but this one piece is super powerful. And so even all year long, as we talk about this stuff, one, we have to hit those resilience because I'm still struggling with that one. Mm-hmm. I, I know I bring that up every show. I just need counseling. All right. So what are the... We'll this, have fun when we yeah, get to oh, that. I'm afraid I might just have call out that day. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about the strengths, the typical strengths for that, um, for these four, prof, uh, four personality profiles. 
Well, the D is uh, responsible. They take charge. They're straight talking. Uh, they're right to the point. They make it happen. They have I'm, high risk tolerance. And and they're really, I've seen different statistics, but usually 3% to a high of 10% of the population. They are not a lot of people. But when you start talking about a D and you describe them as decisive, quick, bottom line oriented, no fluff, you know, straight talking, you can think of the D's that you know. And yeah. they are an extraordinarily high percentage of CEOs. The D's. The yes. D's are. And, and they are the, the guy who sees the hill, or woman, who sees the hill and says, charge it. We're going to take Not with it. a credit card, are, with, a, no, with a sword and a rifle. Yeah, 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 yeah with a sword and a rifle, it. we are going to take the hill. And there will be a line of leaders. dead bodies behind them. So, that, whatever that, it which takes. doesn't make a great corporate profile. <laughs> we don't want to have the collateral HR damage. Person needs to be an eye. That's right. <laughs> well, and, and maybe so. Let's let's just step back. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my question just for a second. There's a lot of high profile people in the media mm-hmm. that people could relate to. Let's just pick on the last, the final four presidential candidates. Personality profile: Ooh. Donald oh. Trump, Ted Cruz, Hillary Clinton, and Bernie Sanders. Can, oh, you got a, You got you got personality profiles on them. All right, you can think about that for a minute. You think about. It. I just want you to chew on that. But I, because I, I, I think. Well, we know Trump's a D. He's he's yeah. probably a hundred percent. No, because he's an I. He's got I in him because he cares well, what he people does. think yeah. about him. He really cares what people think about. Him. Now, if they don't like, if he doesn't like what they think about him, you're fired. But his D is over his I. Would he's oh, yeah. stronger? Yeah. Yeah. But he's he really like does. Tom, a D over I. And see, what do you think about Hillary? Uh, Hillary. Ooh. I think she's a D, but I think her I is much lower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think she cares about him, what right. anybody thinks. Yeah. She has a, a She has low zero C. And, and low compliance. Right. Yeah. 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 Low, mm-hmm. low compliance. Mm-hmm. Non-existing. Mm-hmm. All right. What about Bernie? I he seems rather S. introverted to me. Probably an S. Yeah. But he's got some I in him, though, because he's got, he's got some... Yeah. When he gets going, he's got some flair. S's yeah. don't typically have any flair. Bernie's very oh, he, serious, but he's got some yeah. flair, though. Yeah, but look at his whole life. I mean, he's been a representative his whole life. He hasn't tried to get beyond that until okay. this. So that's more of an S than anything So I, I think that he's he's more of an S. Now, people can adapt. Everybody adapts, so he right. can bring his eye up. And when you talk about Ted Cruz, I mean, he's an attorney. He argued between in front of the Supreme Court. He's got to be a C. A lot of C. A lot of C oh, yeah. there. The way he mm-hmm. talks, it makes and, sense. And how do people respond to him? I bet his eye is not above the midline. Right. No, and people didn't like him because he was mm-hmm. so much of a C. Right. Mm-hmm. All right that was an interest. Mm-hmm. See, that helps mm-hmm. people understand the thing about the different personality well, you know, profiles. it's interesting when Tom and I go places um, and interact in like a networking event or something like that. We'll get in the car and we'll say, oh, my gosh, was that like a pure D or what? I mean, we're not talking yeah. about the, their names. We're talking about their disc <laughs> profiles. <laughs> You do that get is to a little twisted, you, you know. It is a little twisted. No, but, no. There's a but, lot of people that do that. <laughs> no, but, and now, here's what's interesting, is if you can learn to recognize that, and we give tips in the, in the workbook about how to do that, you can very quickly know how to communicate in a way that that person's going to receive best. Yeah. That's where DISC is so powerful right. in sales and management. If you can identify the style of the other person, you adapt to them. You're speaking their language. And they're like, well, why do I like this person? I don't understand it. Well, they talk just like you. They use the words you use. And we like people like ourselves. 
Yeah. They I, get I, with a high eye. They want to talk about the kids. They want to talk about what they did last night. And then they'll get to business with a high D. I know with Tom, when we work together, I need to have the executive summary. I need to get to the point, get in and get out. It's funny. In sales, as a high D, mm-hmm. C's were impossible to close. I couldn't close them. Oh. I could close eyes. I could close S. Close we could S's, teach you how to do but that. But I could never close C's because I was I had too much. I, I just said, you wanted to get there. Actually, it was probably more yeah. the S's. Excuse me. It was more the S's because C's were yeah. okay because I sold insurance. So that was okay. It was the S's because I had way too much personality for the S's. Yes. Yeah. I, so I, I said that well, right. I, I had it backwards C's in my head. And C's need a lot of information and yeah. they need a lot of time to analyze the information before they can make a decision. They and frustrated that me. pace would make you crazy. That would drive yeah. me nuts. All yep. right. So strengths. Yep. We talked about the strengths of the D, the strengths of the I. Mm-hmm. The I, uh, well, the influencer. They, uh, um, they're outgoing, they're friendly, charming, funny, trusting. Uh, they're the sales and marketing. They're the ones that most people say they should be in sales and marketing. But that isn't always true. Right. If they, they don't have enough have D, D, if they don't have enough D to go out there and make it happen, drive, overcome the rejection and the obstacles, they'll be well, I mean, they they want to be liked. They right, want they to be, be accepted. They can end up in the funny farm. Yeah, because they get told no all the time. Mm-hmm. Correct. And they have to have D because you got to be able to ask for the money, and you got to be able to take a little bit of rejection. That's correct. So the C, we'll talk about Pam. Talk about C. Uh, the C is more slow paced. Um, they they will listen. They're less emotional. They're slower to make decisions, like we were talking about. They are risk avoiders, and they um, resist change. Often fearful about change. Yeah, it gives it can make them sick. Actually, yeah. change can make yeah. C's yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, very compliant to the rules. Very um, regimented in the way that they do things, the way that they think, the way that they process. Um, my son, uh, it, our son, is a is a high C, and didn't really recognize that into him in, until he became a young adult. Um, but I realize now as an I, I probably made my son crazy. Absolutely. You know, it was. Yes. Uh, and if I had been more sensitive <laughs> and aware of his need for to, time to make decisions, um, the pace at which he could he could gather information and assess it, um, it, it, it I could have I could have done better. Uh, in parenting him, I believe. We can just apologize to our children on the air. Amen. Sorry, kids. Sorry, kids. (laughs) He's forgiven me. Tom, what about S? Oh, the S, steady, slow, methodical, uh, very resistant to change. Change, uh, the high security orientation. So change, they they will change, but you've got to give them time to do it, and you've got to give them the reasons to do it. I think that it's important to understand that Cs are probably about 30% of the population, that S's are probably about 40% of the population, that I's maybe are 20%, and that the D is uh, 10%. So the D and the I is only 30%. 70% of the population need facts, need information, need details, slow to change, very security-oriented, very methodical. Isn't, doesn't pain a lot of times have to be involved in order to get uh, an S to change? Um, like the pain to stay the same has to be exceeded by the... No, has to exceed... Be, I can't ever do that one right. Right, The right. pain to change has to be exceeded by the pain to remain the same. Yes. Or something like that. Well, showing them that would help 
move them along a little faster. They'll change. They just need to do it slowly, and they need to understand why it's worthwhile, and they have to kind of work it through. And I think for some of them, um, a learned skill for them is to enjoy the journey. The journey seems hard for them because it, it means change. It means making decisions. It means things that, that cause them some degree of natural discomfort. But when they begin to recognize that in themselves, they can, like with my son as a high C, I, I'm like, son, you're gonna, have, you're gonna need more information than most of the population to make a decision comfortably, but you're never gonna be completely comfortable. There will come a point where you're gonna have to hold your nose and jump. And now that he understands that about himself, he can actually laugh about it. Hold his nose and jump. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Right. Tom and Pam, as we start to close out the show, let's just give some people a little bit of perspective. What about limitations for the D, I, S, or C? I start with D. Tom, what are your limitations? Well, actually, the strengths could be a limitation. So, you know, I could Greatest be strength too, could be too demanding. Okay. Okay. I could be too straight talking. I mean, my daughter gave me a plaque one time that said, May uh, God keep his hand on your sh- one hand on your shoulder and the other hand over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, you know, the poor listeners, they're impatient. They're, they're not afraid of confrontation. I mean, confrontation is part of their method. So uh, that's the limitations. But any strength in any one of these four categories taken to the extreme becomes a limitation. And a lot of times that's true. Greatest strengths become our greatest weaknesses. All right, what about the I? Well, the I, uh, they can't follow systems. They're poor listeners. They're disorganized. They are all over the place. They're But they're having fun. They're having fun all the time. They're the kind of people that you want to say, hey, you want to go to the bar tonight and have a cocktail? They're the ones you want to hang out with and have a good time. <laughs> yes, not the S or the C. All right, Pam, what about the limitations for the S? Uh, their steadiness can can cause them to resist change. Um, they can't multitask very well. They've got to be doing one thing at a time. Slow to respond to problems, which sometimes need a faster response than they're comfortable making. Um, they're always moving towards security and um, stability, which, again, strengths taken to the extreme. A lot of times that's what we need. Tom and I hire people like that because we need somebody to bring that kind of influence. Uh, so it's it's not a good or bad. It's just recognizing that. What about the C? The weaknesses typically for a C? Um, they're cautious. They can be pessimistic. It, they, they often, the, the glass can be uh, half empty. Um, very risk averse. Getting them to, to take a risk can be really tough. Getting them comfortable with that. Slow to respond to challenges. Uh, they get mired in the details. You can tell a C driving down the Howard Franklin, they're doing the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. High compliance. All right, just in final words. People, why should they, Tom, just give me 30 seconds on why people should get the Identity and Destiny Workbook from your perspective. Uh, I think because they're going to find out more about themselves, appreciate themselves and other people better. It's going to put a whole new slant on uh, relationships, on dealing with other people. Uh, Plus, you work through it, you actually get some tremendous insight into what's next in your life, where to go, what to do. Tom and Pam Wolf with Identity and Destiny, thanks so much for being on iWork for him today. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Jim. Great being here. 
Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews. He did a great job. I even frustrated Ace today, pushing the limits a little bit on the time clock. I'll do better tomorrow, promise. I promise, I promise. Thanks to our show sponsors. Find them out online, iWorkForHim.com, bottom of the first page. Thank the ministries and the businesses that support iWorkForHim and keep us on the air each and every day. When you get home tonight, consider the impact you can make on your workplace, and it will start by praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the iWorkForHim Nation flag, make that commitment between you and the Lord, and let me know that you're wanting to step out and make a difference. You've been listening to iWorkForHim with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I work for him.